By authority of the Lords Alliance, this Absolution Council will now come to order in the case of Edgin, Darvis and Holger Kilgore. This is the second year of incarceration for the crimes of grand larceny and skullduggery. It is the task of this council to determine your eligibility for pardon. What say you? Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are... SP Film Viewers. So it's time for another Patreon pick. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it depends on what you make and pick from, really, to be fair. It's not the patrons' faults. Well, as I said in the post, I kind of wanted to go for something that was fantasy-based mm-hmm. this time around. And two titles sprung to mind that we haven't seen that have dragon in the title. <laughs> wonder why. Right. One being Dragon Slayer, an older film from the 1980s, or a more modern one, which is the Dungeons and Dragons Honour Among Thieves that came out last year, which I didn't get around to see, just because I threw that one in mainly because we've recently been a part of a Dungeons and Dragons game, so okay, it's like, okay, well, okay, now we've played the first part of it, see if how it fares, <laughs> but when... Looking at this initially, I don't know if you remember seeing any of the like trailers and yeah. stuff for it. It did look a bit, uh, I don't know. I feel like yeah. it's just one of those things where it's, it's like, like, oh, what other ideas have you got? Oh, you're finding it hard to think yeah. of things. Let's just call it uniquely Dungeons and Dragons. It's very lazy, I feel. And like how much is it going to be like a bit cringe or, or that. So I'd, <laughs> for truth be told, not going in with super high expectations, but it seems like it's done marginally well. From what I see on the the scores and stuff, so we'll 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 see what this has to offer. But I, yeah, um, I think when we saw the trailers, I was a little bit like, oh, really, you know, just the way it comes across. Yeah, I suppose, and just the fact that it's called Dungeons and Dragons, I couldn't think of another name. I just don't know if it's going to be as bog standard as it is, or if it's actually going to be now that we play Dungeons and Dragons, there will be some appreciation from it. I'm I'm not no, sure. Yeah, I don't know how much it goes into it, but. The synopsis reads as follows. A charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a long-lost relic, but their charming adventure goes dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. (laughs) Medieval talk or something there, Paul. (laughs) Henceforth. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it reads as, so... Intriguing. So, so it sounds like fairly straightforward, like oh, like a team of people are just on well, a yeah. quest and all that kind of stuff. But that's what Dungeons um, and Dragons is, is, isn't it? Team yeah, of yeah, people yeah, on a team, quest, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, in a nutshell. So yeah, we'll see what this has to offer. See if we like it or not. Yeah, I'm intrigued. So once you hear our voices next, we'll be back with our thoughts on Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves.
Okay, Simon, how does this work? All right, once the dead man is revived, we can ask him five questions, at which point he will die again, never to be re-revived. Why five questions? I don't know, that's just how it works. It seems arbitrary. Can we get on with this, please? Right, yes. And we're back, following day, after watching Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. We're in, actually on the road as we're recording this. Yeah. Shows how much we love this podcast that I am even willing to do it when we're on a little minute break away. <laughs> so we've gone to the wonderful life of Brummyland, where you was born and raised. So Coalfield specifically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been, so it's quite an excitement. Well, tomorrow we're taking you into the centre. Mm. So. We'll see what we think. <laughs> but on another note... So we actually played Dungeons and Dragons twice and had two of our friends like be DMs. Yeah, and so from watching this film now, do you do, <laughs> do you feel like any more up on how it works or do you do you just take it as like face value of this is just a like a fantasy adventure film that you you would if it didn't have Dungeons and Dragons to it you'd be like oh this is just its own thing cuz I think so. Yeah, it it can stand alone as its its own thing. Like on the lines of, I can't compare it to Lord of the Rings because obviously Lord of the Rings is just a lot more better. But there's a, there's a that, lot more to that. You got you got three films and then the Hobbits. Yeah, three films. but obviously different races, different classes, kind of that mm. understanding of it. And also, yeah. like for example, Game of Thrones. In a sense, it's got that kind of era and age of it, like the way it's been set. Yeah, yeah, but. It does give me a bit of insight because at the moment mine is a druid, and obviously we do have a druid in the in this, and it's a I'm a druid wood elf, which he's been raised by wood elves. So it's quite nice to see your character and how they act and how they conform, and helps you kind of build up that character because I think that's the hardest bit sometimes in Dungeons and Dragons when you're playing the game, is the impromptu acting that you've got to do. As and when, yeah, the DMs yeah. kind of spring something on you, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're startled yeah. and you're like, oh. Uh, and uh, it's it's like, I was never good in drama school. I can never tell lies. So I find it hard to act because I feel like I'm just lying because I'm not being myself. Okay. <laughs> I mean, from playing the, the game, it doesn't seem like you have to like lie or anything. Like no, that, but, but I feel like, you know, like when you're in drama and you're acting or whatever... Just feel like it's like you're not being hundred percent yourself. Whereas I feel like this character that I've got now, I'm tailing her more to me, so it's easier to manage and keep up with how she would respond and act. I guess. So, shame for you, really. Within this, there wasn't your character that you've got in the moment. Dragonborn. Character. Yeah. No. I mean, the, if they were, they weren't really wealthy, from what I thought. Yeah, there was a couple that looked like they were dragon-esque <laughs> characters, but going into this, I, I, I didn't really know like. If you needed to know a lot about Dungeons and Dragons, as I say, like, like, oh, is it, is it, is this like characters who are in part of the law or something? You know, yeah. like, you know, like, I said, referring to the like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, you know, like, taken from the book, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, there's Gandalf, there's yeah. Frodo, and I all don't stuff think and it matters. Put, so these are these. This seems like its own story, which is in a way good because it's almost like this is uh, somebody's campaign. That yeah. they're playing as yeah, right. Yeah. This is Edgin, who's the this bard character, mm-hmm. and he's like the main hero. And then he gets his band of merry men together to do yeah. a quest, and that's what 
kind of occurs and it's its own thing. So it's like somebody, somebody's adventure, essentially, that's been coming to play. And, and I do remember seeing this and advertising this on, like, I think I don't know if it was in cinema, and I was like, oh, really? Like, uh, yeah, that's what initially going to think I didn't have like high expectations. Thought, oh, here we go, another like, mm. it did look kind of like modern, like modern Marvel esque type of thing. I was like, oh, this is like some oh, trying to be funny kind of thing like yeah. that. So my expectations were pretty low, but I was actually pleasantly surprised as we went through the film, like how well this worked. And as I say, not having that connection to like, oh, that's supposed to be this character. He's not acting like he should or that kind of tone to it. I feel like it actually taught me quite a bit within this as well, especially for my character. Like, for example, a druid can transform into animals. And I was like, can I actually do that? Because if I can, I, I, I don't know what skill class I have to be, but if I can do that, I am so doing that because... The rest of the stuff that I've got actually as a, a druid or a wood elf is obviously I've got a longbow and, and a dagger, but I'm f- weak as hell. So, like, if somebody crashes into me, I'm mm-hmm. going to die pretty much. Whereas if I'm transformed into a bit of a bulkier character, mm-hmm. I can kick ass a bit better. And I think that was something I was watching this, obviously coming from a bit of a great appreciation for playing the game. Yeah, even though it's only been, like, one yeah. big session that we've kind of got involved in before and i think it makes you think oh well i can do this i can do that and kind of looking at the characterisms and such of how you would yeah conform and play mm-hmm. me me not so much as i said because i'm not like a character that oh yeah he can do yeah this and this but obviously like knowing about how other characters are in this and knowing what sort of skills they have to to bring and stuff mm. some of them obviously like pretty obvious you know like a, a strong female character who's got an axe and stuff and she just kicks ass and all that kind of yeah i love those that kind of tropes that you get in the thing that's like yeah female empowerment once again mm-hmm. and but the, the the wizard who's kind of like unsure of himself and and again that's something that's not normally put into a a wizard is you know like gandalf who's like well respected and he's like no it's everything's a doddle for him to just be yeah. casting spells and stuff where this this character's like, oh, they're kind of fumbling. His self-esteem is pretty low. And, and as well, he he's quite to... young as well. Yeah, so if you yeah, think about he's him... He's in training, essentially. Yeah, he's so. like a teen or he's just young young 20s, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, And at that age, you are about, like, mm, life is like that. You're like, you haven't settled your feet. You're not going to know everything. And I think that's what's quite nice to see was, like, you're saying Gandalf or even, like, um, Dumbledore, you know, <laughs> know their stuff. But then how long have they been on the planet? Mm-hmm. To be able to master that, whereas yeah. he's quite youthful, isn't he? So you've got to start somewhere, I suppose. Yeah. So. Again, and in the end, that's character development for him as as a case yeah. of that. So you see him come the three sixty with it, and shows over overall. Yes, he was the most powerful one, and he should be in his place. But it shows that he just doubted himself all the time. That self confidence held him back, which I can hundred percent relate to. Mm-hmm. I thought he's got a basic name like Simon. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, the... So we've got. The druid, which is Doric. Yeah. And she's from It. It's, yeah, It Chapter 2, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Simon, obviously, we didn't touch on. He's on Detective Pikachu. Pikachu yeah. And Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and he's like a bit... character. And he was a bit of a weedy character in that as well. Um, did you just... Yeah, I think we... Or you... Oh, we did. We went with Alex and Charlie, didn't we? He was in it very briefly for that. That was the, the follow-up film. Oh. I don't know if you saw the middle one where... They were mm. close, like they're doing an auction off it. Anyway, it's that's by the by. It's, I don't it's think I've seen that, but yeah, character. yeah, that's fine. Then we've got 
Helga or Hulga? Holger. Holger? Yeah. She's obviously the lady lady with an axe and butch lady. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen her in other films. She's normally like, these days, she's in like Fast and Furious I films can, and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, I can see that. And then you've got, obviously, Ed, the, the Ed, bad. Edgin Darvis, who's Chris Pine. And I don't know if you've maybe seen him in a comedy films. looks familiar, but I couldn't really say, oh, he's been in mm. a certain yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have... Got his name now, but oh, he's Forge. Yes, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. The, the God, villain. is he not in everything nowadays? Again, he's like one minute it disappeared. Like yeah, he was Bridget Jones, Love Actually, yeah. and all of that, and he was in like ev- not in Hill every film that was back oh, in the day. Yeah, yeah. And now he's coming back, and it's like oh, he's there again. He's an umpla lumper in Charlie and uh, Chocolate Factory. He's just what, what, Wonka. I think Wonka. Yeah, <laughs> he's just everywhere. So. It's quite interesting seeing a different character to him there. I think this is what I'm liking at the moment. I think he's sort of playing it akin to, like, he wasn't the baddie in Paddington 2. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's kind of enjoying that kind of, like, oh, I'm the bad guy. And, Instead like, of being, the, like, the hopeless romantic, yeah, 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 yeah. he's now and can he's, be cast as a villain because he's a bit yeah, older. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, good on him for stepping out of his comfort zone with that. Mm-hmm. It does really good, eh, actually, to be fair. You kind of love him but hate him in this because you love Hugh Grant, who wouldn't? But you also hate his character of how pompous he's been portrayed. Yeah. So it's still, yeah, it's still got his Hugh Grant isms <laughs> about him. It's like, oh, this, this is much too hot. This, this oh, yeah. All that kind of and you kind of just have to laugh at them. But, yeah. but yeah. at the same time, you despise yeah, him because yeah. he's lying and he's yeah. doing wrong. But you but, still can't hate yeah. him because he's yeah. who he is. The only thing I'll say about that is obviously, like, at the the beginning, when I saw the, the sort of backstory about getting this. Mm. This treasure and all that kind of stuff to save Edgin's wife from obviously resurrecting from the dead with this like mm-hmm. talisman thing, and he's like, "Oh, take it, take it before you know." While we're in this like time yeah. freeze spell, and he got like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take care of things," and he runs off and it's like, well, "You know, work from here. He's going to be the bad, bad. isn't he?" Yeah. Like that, and so yeah, lo and behold, he's yeah, he comes out like, he's reigning over the empire of the kingdom. Yeah. Like, he's, how did that magically happen? Yeah, yeah. So just to give a brief overview, obviously, um, we've got his main guy who initially had it all. He had a wife and kid. Still has a kid. Yeah. And sadly, he I think he became a bit greedy. They were stealing, but it was from... initially for good and they never harmed anybody. And then they stole ones from the Red Wizards and the which, clone. Yeah, which I've obviously I've not... I don't know too much about the law, but I'm guessing that's something that exists in that isn't just something they just plucked out of thin air. Maybe is... red red wizards are a thing in the part of the Dungeons and Dragons. We don't have a red wizard. We yeah. have um I think Well no, but I think they're seen as bad, so it's probably like an enemy. Yeah. Like wolves or ogres or something like that. Ah, I see. So that would be that could possibly be in if we look in the compendium or whatever, there's like a thing of of that. Yeah, possibly. So, well, we'll see, won't we, when, when, yeah, we'll get when we ever play the, into, more into of it, we'll come to it. But yeah, yeah so we've got, basically, his wife dies um, because the Red Wizards come after him because he stole their gold, kills the wife, but the wi- wife puts the baby in, like, a drawer, so luckily he's still got his, his child. Yeah. He's then on his own, and Helga takes pity on him, and she becomes, like, a bit of a stepmom mm-hmm. to um, Kira. Kira, yep. Nice name. Yeah, it's quite yeah. cute. But what did slightly annoy me? I already know what you're going to say, and I just I'm hoping you're going to do it in the most diplomatic um, way possible. I tried to, but if 
it's well, I don't know how best to to play it, but call it pigment. Yeah, it's more like if if the baby is like mixed, let's say mixed race yes. color skin, keep it consistent through as she grows up because by the time she's like a young teen, she's like I know not white white, but I think she is still like mixed race, like because but it's not as obvious. Like when she's a baby, she's like you very can tell like, by her, like her caramel hair. skin color. And then I think if anything, she's too dark as a baby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then suddenly, I, but I don't know. Maybe that's that is something that occurs. You get that could happen. I think it's hard trying to characterize but, them and get. Well, I I know to be fair, it could happen because but, I was a bait when I was a baby. I was bleach blonde hair. Well, so was I. So pigment can change, and it but can skin uh, uh, hair color. Yes, could, but, but I don't. I don't mean skin, but I don't know. I feel like I if just, anything, though, you'd you'd probably. I'm, I'm just thinking as I'm just thinking as a casting thing. If especially as you, they're only going to be like small segments of them as being a child, maybe mm-hmm. just cast find a baby that was like lighter, or just change. <laughs> maybe they weren't as anyway, cute. I don't know. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just a just a minor crack. <laughs> what are you like? But going back to it, so basically, Kira is now being raised by her dad and Holger. And Holger's taking pity on him because he's just getting drunk and you can tell he just doesn't know what to do with himself without his wife. So they go on this mission to get the talist to bring back his dead wife, basically, because this is the only thing that can actually do it. Uh Mission fails and obviously then we know that Mr. Winterfield, or whatever his name is, is now the baddie. And then we get to... Lord Neverwinter. Neverwinter, yeah. yeah, yeah. The land, yeah. And he's... Sophina, who was the, who's one of the... I hate that. What? Because it's like a so- Sophie. Yeah. Why is she a bad a person? person? Yeah, like, she's why... one of the Red Wizards, or comes to light that she is later down. Mm-hmm. Thing like, oh, yeah, again, you can see that, yeah, the way she looks. Anyway, she's got like that dark... She just always yeah, looks tired. tired. Is that what I look like? <laughs> Life gets you down. Um, yeah, so, yeah, she's all in on it as well, so she's working with Forge on, on that, but... Mm-hmm. What's quite good about this is obviously when we get the background story of it, mm-hmm. but then we see that them break away from the Hilger and Edgin, break away, and the we're going to be pardoned anyways because they're in prison for the fact that they'd stolen in a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Come back to Ford, and he's like, oh, well, I'm all well off, and he's like making Kira go against her dad. Yeah. And this is basically all kind of then the story of her dad getting a group together trying to save his his daughter and then retrieve the talus and bring his family back and that's kind of like the main gut of the story story, so it's all for this one guy basically and everybody's pitching in to help Mm -hmm. but they all have their reasons on why they're going on this this quest so to speak Mm -hmm. and they don't have to be that challenging and they can all interlink so for example holger is obviously because she wants to help kit with kira her bug yeah, her bug. It's like yeah. she's become her mum, hasn't she? Yeah. Simon, I feel like it's more of a... wants to show his worth. I feel yeah. like that's what it is. He wants to kind of become a good wizard, wizard yeah. and get to the point of where he needs to be. And then obviously we've got Doric. She's can see what the Red Wizards are going to do. They've burnt yeah, most of, of her land. land and they need to be stopped before she has nowhere to live, basically. Yeah. And that's but- her... But reasoning. Yeah, the typical thing, I don't trust humans type I'm of thing. I'm going to use that one now, but we don't really have any humans in our campaign. No, oh, we don't. Yes, we do. We've got bad. It's one person. One person. Yeah. So, yeah. 
the rest of them are not humans. In our group. Yeah, in, yeah. Our, in, our, in the new yeah. campaign we've done. Speaking of campaign stuff, I, they mentioned Baldur's Gate in this film, and I've heard that before, but I thought it was just a, it was a game. I didn't know if that was necessarily inclusive to Dungeons & Dragons, but... It, I guess it must be. So, <laughs> we so, need to ask Jonesy yeah. and see what he says. Because he, he mentioned about some oh, there's Alex said there's oh, there's Baldur's Gate rules or something. So there mu- so it must be s- something of... a, a different way you play stuff. I don't know, but anyway, maybe yeah. I don't know. I'm all learning. I really yeah, am. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like with Sophina, mm-hmm. the Red Wizard. I feel like that's a little bit Lord of the Ringsy in the capacity of the the afterlife kind of trying to. Like take over, you know, the darkness and the. You got some sort of threat, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And I feel Rather like is just... that the same thing with like Game of Thrones? What was theirs now that? Oh, um. Is it dark in it? Oh, what? Making crack up now. Is it Melisandre who was the like yes. red? She had like the red dress and everything. Yeah, milk, and she had like yeah. And the impenetrable doom that everyone's going to yeah. just die. Well, that was be... like winter's coming, wasn't it? But it was like yeah. the ice... White Walkers or Night King. That's obviously that's <laughs> the main threat. In... Yeah. In the Game of Thrones, that's the. Impending doom. Obviously, what is good about this film is it's not as dark as Game of Thrones, which is is good in a sense. It's quite light-hearted. To say it's yeah. a Dungeons & Dragons, it's, it's not... Yeah, it's like 12-rated. Yeah. Thing, so. And even compared to like Lord of the Rings, it's... Don't get me wrong, I love the Lord of the Rings and I love the Hobbit. But there's a lot of, oh, let's travel here, let's do this, and they're riding along, riding along, there's a lot of grass, there's a lot of fields... And it's like, okay, where's the story going? Mm-hmm. Whereas this doesn't feel like you get that a lot. You kind of get cuts of, oh, right, we're going on a travel. Yeah, walking right. to the mountains. Yeah, yeah. You Now we arrive. It's, it's tightly done in a two-hour session. Mm-hmm. And, to, and to be fair, I wasn't going like, oh, this is really boring or anything like that. So the time didn't drag when no. watching this. There was a lot of engaging stuff and it was enough time to like to get to know the character. Mm-hmm. Men, because there was only, what was it, one, two... There was four, four technically in total. Yeah. Um, obviously, you had two baddies. Yeah. And then obviously Kira, which is the daughter. Yeah, yeah. But you felt like you knew enough about the backstory to mm-hmm. not be like, we want more. Like, you no. know, it stretches out into a thing. But you all ca- kind of felt for every single one of them as well. You all mm-hmm. were rooting for them. I think I had favourites, which was like Simon and Doric, just because obviously they were a little bit younger. I've seen them in other things, but I think as well, they both were quite humble characters. Yes. And there was that sort of like little romance. romance connection that yeah they had as well. So yeah, and I think they were there for the right reasons. I think obviously the main lead guy he mm. is there for the right reasons. He wants his daughter and his family, but I think it's a bit greedy because he's wanting everything. And in the end, he doesn't. He has to sacrifice that and not take all the treasure and kind of have to realize that he's lucky with what he's got at the present. I think mm-hmm. sometimes I think that's what that's the end story is trying yeah. to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, really is. Yeah. So I think the other bit where they do do a lot of jokes is towards Simon's character because obviously, oh, can't you just magic his way out of this or mm-hmm. pay with magic? Mm-hmm. Um, can you not? Yeah. Again, just using like, well, we're in a world where you can do that. Why can't you just <laughs> do these things? And it's like, yeah, it's not quite that simple, obviously. Yeah. We do have boundaries. Yeah. So one of them was where they were trying to find the helmet. This, yeah, this helm. And basically they were like, oh, well, my ancestors um, for Holger, she was like, oh, I know where they're, like, they're all buried and they knew. And then they're like, oh, well, can't you speak to the dead? And actually it was like, oh, actually, that's something I can actually yeah, do. do. 
or limited <laughs> moment, yeah. And even that's quite humorous with the way that they do it and they're kind of unethically digging up graves and then speaking to him and asking five questions. Initially, he's like, oh, is this right? Is this what we're doing? Or kind of asking stupid questions that he yeah, ends up yeah. losing his five yeah. questions. on that one once. All right, I've got to dig up another person. Mm-hmm. And it, it must be really exhausting because I feel like they sometimes in work, like there's certain things where you're like, oh, what's this process? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I'll send you on a wild goo chase. Yeah. Oh, ask this person, they'll know. Yeah. Oh, I don't actually know. Ask this person. And you're like, oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, you're not I'm... asking the right questions, essentially. Or asking the right people. Yeah. And just being passed from pillar to post. And that's kind of what they, they weren't digging up the right graves. But I guess if you think about it in like a video game perspective, not just mm-hmm. like a actual like playing the Dungeons and Dragons game, you're not going to like immediately get it first time. And like, oh, you just coincidentally happened to speak to the right person who yeah. had the right information unless they've got like a big exclamation point <laughs> above their head yeah and it's that is that kind of thing because in reality that would happen you wouldn't just the first person about well yes i do absolutely everything and all this mm. you know the, this um exposition that dump that you're going to give give you and stuff like that um one of the things that obviously when we have obviously talking to some other people in this these obviously flashbacks of the dead people mm-hmm. and they're talking about this stuff and like one of the reliving the battle essentially says so for us to understand what, what happened. Yeah. And there's like, oh, there's a, a dragon that comes down, that flies down. And like, it's quite refreshing in a way. There's no like, oh, you just assume it's going to breathe fire. <laughs> but then it's, it's spewing out this like, I don't know, this sludge or yeah. some kind of thing that's like stopping people in track, whether it's something that kind of just like, like bogs people down. It's like, that's like, um, I know there's, that the things like that exist like, like, like a poison yeah. dragon so it's like yeah that's that's called something something different mm-hmm. not just like oh it's, it's another dragon that breathes fire or ice or whatever yeah so yeah. The, 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 there's more creativity that, creativity to that can I know we're flitting but can we speak about the other dragon in this yes in one of the caves that they kind of <sighs> across he reminds me of my George so I, we've got a really chubby Jack Russell who people think is a corgi instead of a Jack Russell so he's been left in this cave for God knows how long and he's found his way to find loads of food and he's just gorged himself, like, hasn't he? Essentially like a, a fat cat, really, like yeah. calling the treasure type of thing and he's kind of like literally like... Rolling around gone, and... Gone. Yeah, essentially like that. He's so cute though, isn't he? He's adorable. Like, I've never seen a cuter dragon if there is one. Like, I know Toothless is, is mm-hmm. cute, don't get me wrong, but this one's like... And even the one in Shrek's cute, like the lady, mm-hmm. like the persona. Yeah, of yeah, her. yeah, 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 yeah. Meant to come across that way, but but <laughs> but the fact that those things are supposed to be a menacing threat, but it's just like oh, can't like quite fly or just like get through, <laughs> like chugging along, trying to get to him and stuff like that. And he looks more like a little puppy, like struggling to get by. Yeah. Like he's really like quite cute, even though he's trying to be fierce. Mm-hmm. And I just oh, I really enjoyed that humorous side, like. Again, some something different. Yeah. With that, which again sh- could surely happen in as part of w- what the game has to offer. Really, there could be like, oh, there's a fat dragon. I don't know. But well, I feel like this is a thing as well. Like with the roll of the dice, obviously, depending on what you roll, depends on the outcome of how well yeah. you want your actions to occur. Yeah. So obviously, like with parts of the dragon, where he's like on the bridge. And as main characters leading into his basically going to be getting Etten, it could be a roll of the dice depending on how the guys that saves him actually succeeds or not. You know, mm-hmm. that's because that was another thing while I was watching it. 
trying to see when the dice would occur. Yeah, but in terms of obviously a film, it's going to be like, well, we know... They're always going to roll 20s, yeah. you mean? <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be some like, like you know, they're going to survive. It's, it's very invariably, it's not like, unless you had a lot of disposable characters, like maybe it's like 10 or 15 in the party mm. or something. And it's like, oh, well, who's going to be picked off? It's like, a, you're like, oh, that bad luck there kind of thing. That didn't, like, because there are only a small gang of people. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, for a film storyline, it's going to play out their ways pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it's not like shocking in that sense, but it's still fun to see like different aspects of what I saw, and especially like <laughs> um, the convoluted humor. When they, I was lost over another character there, what was I think called Zenk or something? <sighs> He was like a paladin, wasn't he? Yeah, but yeah. he had like obviously a marking of the red elf because it he'd gone through the red elf Elves like mist or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, and his parents then were up. trying to ke- take him in as well. Yeah, so he does have part of it, but oh my gosh, he's the most boring person in the whole wide it, world. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. He was a bit of a bland character. But he's such a good character as well oh, because geez. it's like, well, he's he's amazing. Like he's like you'd want him on your team, but at the same time, you just don't want him to speak think, ever. Yeah, as Ed knows like. Kept saying like he's really just don't really cares for him at all really, but so when yeah so one of the funny bits when he was like saying right you got to get across this bridge but you got to every other step you got to <laughs> say this but then halfway through you got to change three even numbers and then uh, Simon just accidentally oops that's kind of step <laughs> I think yeah again that's sort of the humor that you would have in a game like oh this character fumbles over yeah. just ad lib that and then the the bloody bridge collapses as it would and it's like uh, yeah it could happen I could see that yeah. it's like humor. rather than just like uh, you know like in Lord of the Rings. Rings you know when um, is, it Pi- is it it's Pippin who like in the the mines of Moria where he, yeah. he drops a skeleton because he accidentally knocks one down the well and it's like mm-hmm. makes a clatter bang and then all the the goblins come out of the caves and it's like, oh, well done. Like, yeah. You just, yeah, it just ruined it for us now. <laughs> but also, I feel like with this, because it's lightly heartedly done, mm. it kind of the outcome of this portal thing that he's got with yeah, his staff. the hither, hither, thither staff. Hither, dither. Hither, so, hither. And it is literally a portal gun, really. Yeah. But, but like in medieval times. Hither, hither, hither. Because like, I like, like the hither, hither, because it's like, oh, we're hither in here, we're hither in there. there. Hither, yeah. hither, dither. Hither, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually really enjoyed it. it yeah, yeah. Overall, I thought I was coming in expecting this to be a lot worse than it actually mm-hmm. is. Yeah, a lot of positives in this. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So obviously they get out and then they've got the helmet, which Simon then tries to put on. To, yeah, but what's the word? He's meant to be like be in sync or what's it called? Connect with it. Yeah. 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 And Have a connection with yeah. The helmet keeps rejecting him basically. Yeah. Oh, Mace is saying like, "Oh, it's all on you, Simon. You got to do this. All we're all screwed, basically." But they do come up with another plan with the the portal gun as well. Portal staff, yeah. Yeah, which is like, oh well, they're bringing in treasure. So let's attach the portal onto one of those treasures that happen to be going into the where they need to be. So mm-hmm. it's like, right, that's that means of things. So obviously, this the whole plan of yeah putting it all together to. And I think that's another insight when you play the games. It's like, oh, well, actually, you can be quite clever and crafty and think about these things mm-hmm. and, you know, use your strengths in different ways. Whereas I think when we were doing the campaign last, it was more like we were suspecting everybody, we were challenging everybody, and actually we just needed to think a bit differently, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like now I know what my character can, can give. Mm-hmm. 
I can kind of step back a little bit and be a bit more like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch everybody else be dumbasses. And then I'll come in. You give my two cents on the situation and come up with something. Yeah. So. Or like let the big brutes do the heavy work and then I can do something a little bit better uh-huh. and not get as damaged but still be impactful. Or if I could transform, uh-huh. then I'd be even better, wouldn't I? Because like, yeah. I like the idea of Doric because she could go be literally a fly on the wall in one situation. She was, yeah. And, and then like to run, right, going to be a mouse, run down the corridors and trip. All the guards are like fumbling over me. Then, like, go out the window, and I'm an eagle. Yeah. But then, like, arrows are shooting at me. It's like, oh, no, I've got to run, and, like, I'm a deer to run away quickly yeah. and all that kind of stuff and think, thinking on your feet in that sense. And, again, works in a in the way of, like, keeping it visually interesting mm-hmm. for that because I think there's obviously the camera's panning a lot almost throughout that whole scene, I I, I believe, almost like in one take, mm. essentially. And, obviously, it's, like, di- mostly digital yeah. space that's working in, but still... Still really enjoyable and think for me as a as a druid and as a wood elf is like, ooh, I can do all these things. <laughs> like, for example, I could have gone in when we did our campaign and been a fly on the wall situation, like and listen in on a conversation, know what was going on yeah. and do that instead. Uh-huh. And I'm not having to speak to people, I can just come back with the Intel. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's certain things where it was like very eye-opening mm-hmm. on how to kind of play these games going forward once you kind of see your character and how what you mm-hmm. can and can't do yeah. makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. One of the funny bits was um, so when they're sort of in the, the castle mm-hmm. and the, the throw is like one of the alternate plans, wasn't it, I think, I believe, where our bard Edgin comes along and he's you know, obviously playing a oh, song. yeah. And then there's like, Simon's doing this, obviously, like, mimic... Thing like it as a distraction, but then he gets his foot caught, and so the thing kind of got, skips, <laughs> and then the illusion kind of like mm-hmm. melts and mm-hmm. stuff. And that was a really kind of funny, like in the way that was done. Not normally, it'd be like, oh, that's stupidly cringe, but it was just something quite amusing about it. No, definitely. I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you've rolled a dice saying I'm gonna, yeah, you, you're trying to distract them, and it. Oh, low roll, you failed. And then yeah. that's yeah, that's that kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. So I think it always happens to poor Simon to be to be fair, bless him. But I feel like there's certain situations where you think, oh yeah, that's actually what the outcome of a low roll would be. Mm-hmm. Which is quite funny and comical. Mm-hmm. They do then obviously get this is where it kind of ramps up towards the the end, where they get caught mm-hmm. obviously by the yeah. guards in the end. But Simon gets to mm-hmm. use helm to his like he he figures out right it was me holding me back the whole time really kind of slaps his who thinks his great great grandfather hits him like no i'm we're gonna die like get hold of yourself type of thing like yeah this ends now kind of thing and it's like right it turns into him it's like it took you long enough like things like mm. the self-confidence that he's got now and so it's, it gives in him all along that yeah which i thing. love yeah. i always root for an underdog because as we are british we love a good underdog and i feel like he's definitely empowers mm-hmm. and embodies that and you just want him to do well but yeah they obviously still get caught in i think it's to bring them all back together because i think they're all they're all kind of segregated mm-hmm. and it's just bringing them all back into one place so they're gonna have to be part of the tournament which we know everyone's gonna die anyways from what fina's plans are mm-hmm. then comes into a bit like a hunger games kind of thing mm-hmm. doesn't it where they're fighting i don't know what that black panther yeah, probably, I'm probably a monster that exists in 
Dungeons and Dragons, I reckon. But it's like, yeah, like a panther with like these kind of like insecty, um, like tentacles that cast an illusion mm. on, like, you're like oh, like there's another one of me over there to like that happens in like this maze that kind yeah. of comes up and it's like oh, this like dwarf characters thinks ah, I got you. Oh wait, no, it's mm-hmm. a trick me kind of thing, that kind of stuff. And this, um, as I said to you, there's there's like this treasure chest, yes, monster. That as you go to it, oh, it's a, a chest, just normal chest, and then it got this like obviously like snapping thing, and they got mm. a tongue and everything. I said that's I I that's the one thing I do know that is like in part of the Dungeons and Dragons lore. <laughs> and also said that it's kind of like in Pokemon, where back in the day, especially when you played the like the very first games, what you think was an item on the ground because of the way it was drawn. But then if sometimes you encountered it, it was actually like a vault orb, which is obviously like a, a monster that is like a looks like an inanimate object type thing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It also reminds me of um, Harry Potter, you know the book. Oh yes, that does have like snapping jaws yeah. as well. Yeah, the, the beast is it beast compendium or something called like that. I actually can't remember. Sound better than me, Paul. Let me check. Some some of the the beast book or something. Yeah, monster book. Just monster book. Okay. But yeah, kind of the same principle, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> and also within this as well, the fact that, again, they've kind of taken away their use of magic. You know, oh, why can't you, again, why can't you just use magic to get out of this situation? Because they've got these um, magic suppression cuffs. Taken away is hither-dither as well. Yeah, on Simon <laughs> and D- Doric. Yeah, which yeah. is, I guess it's because they see it as they've got an added bonus, which is not fair because obviously not everyone can have them perks, so you have yeah. to go by... Your brain, your strength, yeah. and but then to be fair, that's not really fair because obviously Holger has a lot more strength than Simon does, mm-hmm. so it, it yeah. isn't really fair. We're but... not put, not playing for fair. They just I mean just the mains of just mm. oh you've so, so Fina says like they've outwitted my guards. Like it's just because it would just be easy just to kill them. Like Forge wants to kill them like there and then when he's got them. There's like kind of tentacle mm. things, which as another thing as well. Like another obviously CGI that they could have just done for absolutely everything. But there's actually some aspects where there was actually like, you know, like practical mm. things, especially, you know, like say that mentioned about those, those dragon looking characters, they were kind of like people in costumes. All right. That there was the, um, it was that fish. Yes. That oh. Zenk. Um, the little cat. Yeah. The little cat people. They're yeah, so yeah. cute. Yeah. I didn't know so. you could be a cat. It's like in um, Skyrim a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It does have a bit of Skyrim-ness you, yeah, to yeah. it. I'm sure there's, I there's probably other races as well. I think there was one that kind of looked like someone that was like a lizard person as well. Mm-hmm. Not just a dragon person, like a, like yeah. a snake one in the jail cell and stuff. Obviously orcs and stuff like this and stuff. But, but. Sure he's di- that was different races, but also that people can be a bit snobbish and racist, even in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But for that, yeah, I say like, and because I say that those tentacles that were wrapped around them mm. on parts that did like look like they were actually there, it wasn't just like, oh, it definitely looks like a CGI tentacle took some effort to put in that. So, again, another tick <laughs> for me there because you know, like, sometimes CGI can look a bit ropey, even yeah. in these modern times. It's like, yeah, it's, you don't believe it's there. And then we sort of get after obviously they pass the. The trials mm-hmm. with that. They get out of that acid jelly block thing, yeah. whatever it is, through Doric's, like, she sticking her hand in or something that she 
yeah, gets pulled off the, the cuff yeah. so that she can do a magic and she can turn to a snake and get them out. But I feel like she brings a lot to actually helping them escape majority of the time. Mm-hmm. She actually saves the bacon a lot with this, yeah, I feel like. Because she's, she's got the ability to transform into anything, which... Yeah, like an owl bear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I don't, I don't know if you see that as... It could be seen as o, like an OP power, but overpowered. Like oh, you mean, like just, Pikachu, like you can play like, about. Yeah, it's like oh, it's it's just easy because I can just turn into I know a whale or something and like crush everybody, and an elephant or something and just stomp all over the mm-hmm. people and that'd be that. But that obviously that never really happens anything to yeah. that capacity. It's all it's various small things, let's say the least, except for the owl bear. The owl bear is the which... best bit. Like I didn't even think there was an owl bear that could exist. Like it's quite funny because I. My sister's called Sarah Bear, so she's a she's a bear. Mm-hmm. And I always my favorite animal is is an owl. Like I absolutely mm-hmm. love owls. Yeah. And now it's kind of my dad associates an owl with me being wise and like <laughs> a bear with Sarah because she's fluffy and cute and cuddly. Mm-hmm. But together we're a we fierce combine owl bear. <laughs> we merge into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, why not? Although I did say, like, well, it, yeah, if you had wings. Yeah, because I initially thought it was a hippogriff that, like, from yeah. Harry Potter, like, yeah. when, when it was transforming, that's yeah. what I thought it was going for when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Until it was kind of like, I think they had to tell you it was an owl bear, didn't they? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, would you have really known? Because it's got, like, a face like an owl, owl, but it doesn't have any wings, which is a bit stupid. It's just got the bear muscles and the, yeah. the torso. So, so, like, if it had wings, I'd be yeah, even more impressed. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's. And he's got everything. I mean, then. it's got because obviously a bear's got his, you know, his jaws and everything, yeah. which is not as powerful enough. But no, but an owl, an owl's jaw can be quite as as powerful as a bear's. So probably not. But then it depends. You've got the claws. Have you got the claws of the no, owl? Or no, just it was just, it was just bear. a bear by looks. So that's what I mean. It's like, mm. what does it? Maybe it's bringing the wisdom of the owl mm. to the bear. More intelligent than yeah. Let's go with that. Sounds good. Because his head didn't rotate all the way around like an owl does. <laughs> do this. That would be more like, yeah, I can see all angles that yeah. someone's coming at me. I don't, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's by the But still, yeah. amazing. Yeah, and all that kind of leads into like the final confrontation with Sophina. Which I think she gets her upcomings and obviously she didn't, her plan doesn't go to plan. And, yeah, because he's the, 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 the staff portal thing to spill the riches out. Yeah. Of forges, you know, he's trying he's trying to run away with all the gold and everything and give all the like the kingdom to Safina, but because they all scarp all the, the poor scarper mm-hmm. like, Oh, get the gold, get the gold, the riches yeah. and stuff and so it'll... Which he promised it yeah. did. And so she's like, No, the plan's foiled because <laughs> they needed everyone in the stadium yeah. to To be able to, to kind of kill them all, them all at once. once and over, yeah. With the undead army or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it all goes to pot. Kiro sees yeah, she learns the truth. Really. Yeah, Dad's and telling the truth, yes. and they were going to kind of have a happily ever after with the boat and everybody being on yeah. it and sailing away until they see that obviously what Safina's doing. Then they're like, "Oh, right, let's go back." Then uh-huh. we'll have to save yeah. another day. Uh-huh. And I don't know. The fight at the end doesn't seem too long. It just seemed quite intriguing. No, no, we we I pause it like thinking, thinking we've only got like ten, fifteen minutes left mm-hmm. here. And thinking, well, right, that's the same way, and that was it. Yeah. And then obviously they go back and thinking, you've got to cram all this stuff in like mm, 10 minutes. 10 minutes and stuff. But 
as I say, like it wasn't like a didn't seem like a super rushed job or anything like what they did. And even it, at the end, the way that it kind of closed, obviously with Holger having the red dwarf, red dwarf, <laughs> red wizard <laughs> knife in her. Yeah. Um, obviously, once you've got that, that no magic or anything can heal you, you're basically going to die. Right. But even that, I don't know if you knew, like, oh, see where this is going. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's still touching and heartfelt because she has been the mum for Kira ever since, really, to be, to be fair to her. Kira didn't mm-hmm. really know her mum. Yeah, so in in a way, it makes sense that the way it did it, it that Sala she's like agrees, like yeah, let's resurrect her mm-hmm. instead because so I I didn't know my mum at all. Obviously, it made a lot to her to dad to bring his yeah his wife but back. That would be but, selfish. Yeah, whereas so like yeah, she's like she was pretty much a mum yeah. to her her whole life really, and so like she meant a lot to her. And obviously, they have that connection. Obviously, she's got a nickname of Bug and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and. Basically, that she did have a mum and dad all along. It was just yeah. that the dad was missing his wife. Surrogate mum, yeah. Yeah. Essentially. So, and obviously it still means a lot to her that she got along with Kira so well and, yeah. and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's not like a romantic relationship no, with the guy. It's nice. just, a, yeah, it's not like, oh, we're going to be a happy family in that sense. Yeah. As well, it's kind of just like a, you know, just, just friendly We've, we've built connection. a yeah, family. We, we're going to yeah, stick together no yeah, matter what, what. And it doesn't. They're more like a brother and sister raising yeah. a child together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even, it's... They even said that at the beginning, like, she likes to sister yeah. to me. Yeah, I love so. it. Then, obviously, Sophina's dead. Obviously, we've re-erected Hilga or Holger. Resurrected, yeah. And then yeah. it kind of does, like, a little bit of a... Like, back at the um, wood elf. Which is absolutely forest. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like this is why I've always wanted to be, like, a wood elf, because even with the Lord of the Rings, it's... That. It's sort of like nature's it's yeah. a strong point of it at all, isn't it, really? so Which, you know me, with my gardening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's one of those, just the woodlands and the lavishness of it all. and Yeah, and I feel like then you kind of know that Simon's going to get with... There's, yeah, it's hinted at, isn't it, really? Yeah. And, it's like, yeah. and there's a little bit of humour there, yeah. and it kind of descends on a light note. Oh, even, well, even after the fact, it's a bit, it reminded me a bit of having to do as well, because Hugh Grant, there's like cuts to Hugh Grant back in the... He's been now put in that prison yeah. hold, and he's kind of like, trying to argue the plea of like to pardon to get <laughs> out, and it doesn't work out. For that he thinks he can do the same as what Edgin did at the start, like jump out of the window with that like... that falcon guy, and he's like, no, it's just, it's the curtains bricked off now, so this never happens again. <laughs> yeah, they've learned the lesson. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. we saw where that came from. from. We're not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like, a, oh, it all started with my. Mother and she yeah. tries to do a flashback, and they're like, No, no, We're not having it. This kind of thing, so yeah, it's, it's really good. And then, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And then it kind of cuts to the credits, and then mm. there's like a little, I guess, like Marvel esque kind of thing where partway through they cut back to uh, one of the like the undead people they'd never he never asked the final question no. to. He's still sat there going, Hello, someone are gonna ask me a question because he's like now stuck in sort of like a Limbo, like, purgatory type thing. It's like, yeah, because yeah. you can't never unrest. Mm, now. So, uh, and I, as I continue through, I was thinking, is there going to be like a, a follow up? You know, mm-hmm. like, are they going to build this up into like some sort of like cinematic universe of sort? They could. could. Which I think, to be fair, they easily could, really. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not necessarily, maybe a different, again, a different set of people to work with, you know, yeah. not necessarily the same people. As if or they if wanted have, to have like one of the... them, and then what do you mean? 
We could have one of the characters, like, let's say we have Simon, but then he's going on another quest and needs other people to come with him because, let's say, like, now Hulger and Kira and the dad mm. are not going to want to go because they're happy with what they've got. So he could go on his own on a different quest and you could have, like... Just... Or, or somebody else, and then they kind of, like, oh, they sort of make cameos along the way. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's this famous wizard that I've heard about and, you know, like, he's a big success and we need need your help. Yeah, even if he's like then um, the guy that they seeked help this time, mm. he could then be like that kind of not part if, of if, the yeah. clang, so to speak. But yeah, yeah, yeah. they definitely could I, do something with I, it if they wanted to. If they wanted to, I don't know. I obviously didn't really look into like box office numbers mm, or how successful it is, but from what I've seen on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, it seemed like fairly positive. It doesn't mm. seem like a really low score on even on like IMDb or anything like that. That's good. So. Obviously, it hit well with people, and it didn't like offend. Like, yeah. oh, this is the absolute worst thing ever. Yeah. Because I think there was a Dungeons and Dra- just called Dungeons and Dragons, like way back when. But I think it was at a point when Hollywood was trying to like, oh, let's just make game adaptations for the sake of it. And mm. I don't know if that was the wrong time to do it. And it's like the CGI I would imagine would be pretty terrible, and so just yeah, just not come across as strong as. I think probably the same time they did like Mortal Kombat things and things that's linking it's like yeah just didn't work at that point but now with technology and better script writing and all that kind of stuff which I would say works well in this I think they've really thought it through so that within this film you get the best of both worlds like if you're not a big fan of Dungeons and Dragons it doesn't actually matter like for us I'd say like going into this not having thinking oh this is we need to know absolutely everything about it to understand mm-hmm. it i don't think you do it's like a no. it could like i say it could very well be its own fantasy world and you'd be, yeah. just go along with it and be like yeah okay whatever yeah. but also for the people who do play it i feel like there's a lot of worth and value added in the way what they've done with it mm-hmm. i wouldn't like to say obviously we're a bit of a novice but i feel like they haven't done the game a disjustice like from what i can tell no no if you've a, a big Dungeons and Dragons player and you know thinking well actually they got this wrong reach out and let us know (laughs) if there's if there's something that was incorrectly incorrect yeah yeah. misrepresented or whatever but I think overall pretty pretty good good. so because we have are we going to scores now sorry yes we are going to scores because neither one of us have seen this this just means I throw you under the bus and you got to go first now sit and listen well I remember last last episode I know we're, I guess, voted first. Yes. But then you, te- you technically, you were supposed to go next because you hadn't seen the film, but it doesn't matter. matter how that's, oh, you'll let that slide, will you? I, how come you went first? Did I tell you to go? No, I think I just. Oh, I just well, did. so you can't blame me then. <laughs> you you the one who was no. like, oh, it's about me now. I'm going to vote. And I was like, okay. Should have told you, shouldn't I? I don't mind you going first. It's fine. Or do you want me to go first now to make it equal? That's it, I'll go first. Okay, good. Yeah, you like going first. So, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. And honestly, I could see it's something that, even if it was just a one and done thing, like didn't make any other mm-hmm. like follow-ups and stuff, I'd be happy with just as it being a standalone film. Like the characters. Who was your favourite? Um, I think, honestly, I think I did like Simon. Yeah, really. I agree. I think he's kind of just like again, he's like the the character who he doesn't. 
You can relate to him, yeah. Yeah, but it's not so self-assured, yeah. And obviously it lends the humour mm-hmm. from that because of that, but yeah, here we go. And I say, like, seeing what the world had to offer, I feel like I've you've probably learned a little bit more than I have about yeah. the world, as I suppose, obviously from a character perspective, but there's a lot to, to enjoy of this, and I say, like, I would be very happy if they did actually make another one. Mm-hmm. Balls in their court for <laughs> making... Another one down the line, but you have to make another one. <laughs> I I say either way, I'm not bothered if they do or not, but not not too disheartened if they didn't. Make yeah, it. but anyway, would you come back to this though? Would you rewatch it? You yeah, I think I would. I would. And so, I will give it an eight. Look at that. Enjoy. I'd say like a good fantasy mm-hmm. film, and it wasn't too like cringy, and it was just that right level of. Obviously not super violent, not too corny in terms of what it was going for in mm-hmm. terms of effects, especially as well. Yeah. So, I feel like... Yeah. Lots, of, lots, of, lots to enjoy, I think. And, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I agree with you on this one. I feel like I'm going to go an eight too. I was sat here thinking, well, what did I give Scooby-Doo? If you want to go and listen to that on our 200th episode, then definitely go do that. I feel like an eight is justified. I really love Simon and I love his, like character development within it i really like doric as as well as a druid and Uh just the whole badassness of what a druid can give and just the whole kind of humor hugh grantness within it (laughs) is just great i can never fault hugh grant and it's just a fantasy but it's it's just a fantasy but it's at the same time not so intense like lord of the rings can be quite It's not a light-hearted one, whereas this is quite light-hearted and it's it's easy to kind of get intrigued by it but not have to have, like, a full attention span of who's that, who's this, who's that. Like, even in Game of Thrones, you can get a bit lost if you're not paying attention, whereas this is quite straightforward. And it's plain as day. It's not really hard to get confused in it. No. But it's a good start of a building block, I think, to get into this kind of genre. Yeah, yeah. good entry level, I'd say. Mm Mm-hmm. That and I say the runtime really helped as well. I think it wasn't too long, it wasn't too short mm. to to get to know them and everything. Yeah, and I feel like you weren't left with anything like it didn't leave you on a cliffhanger. You won't want him more. It it kind of just yeah, because in the way it's the way it ended like that. It wasn't like uh, oh, there's going to be a new bad coming mm. out next. This as is set up for next time. It, it say it could very well be just that's that. Yeah. And, yeah, and you're happy with how so, it ends, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I wasn't, okay. Wasn't going like, what the hell, kind no. of thing. Like, oh, this question didn't get answered. And yeah, very, yeah, satisfying watch. Mm-hmm. I would say which again. I'm quite surprised actually, because I did think it, I was yeah. going in thinking it was going to be absolutely yeah. rubbish. Yeah, I won't yeah. lie. So yeah, pleasantly surprised. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. And if you would like to listen to some of our other episodes, you can do so by going over to Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. And as always, be sure to leave us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, and wherever else they do the scoring system. And if you haven't already, why not are you following us on social media? I mean, where have you been? We have done 200 episodes. Yes, come on. <laughs> like it was like off Harry Potter, where have you been? About Ronald Weasley. <laughs> um... So if Get you do... humor like this. 
<laughs> so if you do want to follow us, then you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Threads. That's all of them. And you can do it under the handle SP underscore film viewers. I'd also like to take a moment to thank the Patreons. And if you would like to have your name read out, like we're going to do in a moment, and have the chance to vote for a movie we watch once a month, such as this one, then all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash SP film viewers and you pay as little as £1 or $1.50 a month for those privileges. And now we're going to shout out the lovely people who have joined our little family. Yep. So obviously mum, my mum, um, obviously I wouldn't be here if it weren't for her. So you're welcome. <laughs> We've got Alex, who is under the handle at Desperately Seeking Username on Instagram and his wife, Shani. Still seems weird saying wife, doesn't it? I know they've been married since December. Who is at SDOG on Instagram. Then we've got the wonderful Jonesy, who did a brilliant job at being a DM. Is that the right wording? Mm-hmm. So if you want to find him, he's under the handle Weight Loss Jonesy on Instagram. Then his wonderful partner, Emma. She's also on Instagram under the handle Emma underscore Hayton. We've got our friend Gren, who is at cgren underscore draw on Instagram. We've got Mark from 100 Things You Learned From Film. Nico from The Good, The Bad, The Weird Podcast. And Ben from Film Floggers. Yep, so they definitely have been part of our podcasts and we've been part of theirs. Definitely go check the Good, the Bad and the Weird podcast out as well because we've actually just reviewed that movie yeah. and Nico does a little, what's the word, intro for us, I, I, if you call it that, a little bit of a quip in there. So yeah, it's quite nice to create a little family with podcast people mm-hmm. as well. So we're also trying to have a guest on at least once a month this year. So if you haven't already and you do want to join us, please reach out to us um, and let us know and we'll try and make that happen. Mm-hmm. So, thank you once again for listening, and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.